to the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room Podcast. We are here to podcast about anything and everything Star Wars with you. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's https colon backslash backslash r-a-b-r kyledrickinson.us That's r-a-b-r dot k-a-i-l-e-j-o-h-a-n-s-e-n dot u on the left hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website at R A B R K A I L. E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S And now, it's time to talk Star Wars! I am Kyle John Johansson, and this is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say hello! Hello! Sorry, today, uh, same day as the episode one was recorded, and uh, Scott is ill, of course, he's uh, got a flu shot and maybe a booster COVID shot, so he's uh, under the weather with uh, those reactions. Um, today we're discussing Star Wars Andor Episode 2, and that would be called That Would Be Me. Um, and I think that's a reference to um, who lets the Imperials know that uh, Cassian is a Canari, um, which... Apparently it's a bad thing because the uh, we see here later in the episode the planet was devastated and and destroyed by the Empire by accident. There was an accident. And maybe we're supposed to assume that accident is that ship that landed. Um, pretty much killed everybody off. It was some sort of virus in the ship. And we see some of the people that are in the ship later on in the episode. Is it this one or the next one? I don't remember exactly, but um, they all kind of are orange and they die and whatever and they're dead. Um, um, one of them does come wake back up or something later, but there there's something weird going on there. So we, you know, it's possible that this was the accident that uh, caused everybody. Anyway, um, today we're going to talk of some news. I've got a couple news things um, for this episode. Um, so let me click this. It's time for the news. Yes, it is. And what that means is today we're going to talk about um, that uh, B2EMO droid. Um, it's a ground mech salvage assist unit. Um, you know, because we're seeing a lot of people on this planet are, are salvaging or, or scrap picking up scrap parts. You know, um, it's possible the Empire brings all their, their destroyed or damaged parts there in and pays these people to uh, strip them down, find parts that they can reuse kind of thing. So this droid, uh, B2EMO, often is called B. Um, It isn't an astromech, um, but it's approximately the same size. Um, It looks more, uh, let's say, rugged. Um, You know, it's got a lot of uh, heavy kind of coverings on it to to maybe protect it um, from rough environment. Um, and we see, uh, several sections 
on the droid that look like openings between the red. And those are probably uh, where different types of tools and stuff are, are hidden at, um, that it might use at one point or time. Um, and it has a single um, round circle at the top for like a, you know, for video so we can see things. Um, this is a lens and there's a small one next to it. It's either, um, you know, to detect things around it or, you know, a lot of times we see that kind of used to project holograms um, like um, we saw R2 do quite a bit. Um, and it says here it's it's used primarily for extraction and transport salvage machine, machinery. Um, this design is more resembling a mix between a, a Mesopotamian Zircrat and a Buratist East block something from the 70s, <laughs> whatever. Um, and we see, uh, you know, there's a different modes. He can go where everything's all compacted down and scrunched down, or you can expand up. And there's there's the top part where the where the lens is, and there's a couple things. There's just a middle section, a third section, and then of course um, down by the um, where the wheels are. Um, and like I said, the rugged ruggedness is for protection because um, it's in a pretty rough environment. Um, yeah, let's see. We this is the droid we see in the first episode that's coming back to um, Cassian, and it you know one of those uh, crazy looking dogs pees on it, and he uh, whips out a a tool that uh, gives the dog a shock, so it um, you know runs away. Um, we can see that uh, you know there's some. There's some painting that's happened on air, and there's some, you know, scuffs and scratches. Uh, and uh, this one's, this droid's interesting because um, most droids that we meet, uh, you know, they, they do beeps and, and chirps and different noises, but it's, something we don't understand. It's a mechanical kind of language. And this droid actually communicates um, with human speech um, and is unable to understand it. Um, and and uh, he has a little, we notice we, he has a little stutter, kind of like I'm doing right now too. Um, and maybe that's because he's apprehensive or, you know, he's... Uh, stressed out kind of droid um, and we notice that um, he's capable of lying he's capable of not telling the truth on information and we, we hear uh, Cassian talk about it and the droid says that it takes more power for him to lie because it's harder to lie you know basically is what he's trying to say um, so he needs to make sure he's charged up good and everything like that so he can do plenty of uh, lying and stuff. Um, demanding energy. Let's see what else. And this droid 
uh, appears to be uh, self-aware like we see um, all the other droids seem to be. Um, and it, anyway, it's interesting. And I think we'll only see this droid in a few episodes, maybe the first three, um, because we see, uh, you know, in the third episode, that we may not get to today, we see um, Cassian leaving uh, the planet and leaving the droid behind. Um, so uh, maybe those are the only scenes we see. We Maybe there's flashbacks. We don't know. All right. So um, that's that article. Um, just thought we'd, that'd be kind of information that we'd uh, be interested in. If you have any comments about it, please uh, give us some feedback. You know, we've got plenty of ways to do that. Um, I'm going to have a segment at the end here where I talk more about how to send us feedback. But please do. Um, the other article is um, James Earl Jones has announced that, uh, along with Lucasfilms, has announced that um, he will no longer be the voice of Darth Vader. He's retiring that uh, that voice, so he uh, he will no longer do it anymore. That's probably because he's uh, he's older now, and he, I think he's got um, you know problems with his voice uh, as he has gotten older. Um, you know. He is he is one of the iconic voices that we hear throughout the entire series, um, and you know we'll see how um, Lucasfilms uh, gets around that. Now you know we know that Lucasfilms does a lot of um, repurposing of voices and words said, um, especially when they uh, come up, come out with a special edition. They want to add a couple of things. Um, and uh, there's rumor that there's a interview that, um, uh, you know, what's his name? Uh, Harrison uh, Ford did that um, was totally uh, dubbed. Basically, the voice was totally um, created and done by Lucasfilms. Uh, the actual words were not said by Harrison. He gave consent for them to... Um, create the the i don't know video statement or whatever it was um and uh they did what they needed to do and um you know basically said things like uh harrison has always we've always heard things that harrison um uh did not like his character in star wars um and did not want to continue doing it um and and i think that's one of the reasons why we see in the the first uh, sequel movie where he gets, uh, you know, spoiler, he gets killed because um, he, he's done with it. He wants, uh, doesn't want anything else to do with Star Wars. Um, so anyway, uh, James Earl Jones uh, retiring. Um, you know, hopefully uh, Mr. Jones, Earl Jones will uh, live quite a bit longer, but, um, you know, he's probably thinking, you know, hey, I've, it's time for me to retire. I don't want to. I don't want to worry about any of this stuff anymore. I'm done. So uh, yeah, that's the end of the, the news there. The news. Yeah. So um, we're going to get into the show here in just a moment, um, but I'm going to play a spoiler alert um, because this is a brand new show, and we don't want you watching our or listening to our podcast if you haven't watched the show because we will be in discussing. Uh, 
details about what happened in the show. Spoiler alert. Danger, you are about to be spoiled. This is your spoiler alert. We are about to talk candidly and explicitly about some TV shows or movies. If you have not watched them, please fast forward to the appropriate section. You will not be warned again because you will be spoiled. Spoiled. Yeah, we don't want you to be spoiled, so um, get in there and uh, watch it before you listen to us. Um, unless you want to listen to us and kind of skip watching it. Um, we're not going to give you line-by-line -line details, but we'll give you some um, general details about what's happening in here. And we hope that you'll provide us some feedback so we can discuss it in future episodes. All right, so... Um, if we remember, first episode, I'm going to recap it quickly. Uh, Cassian um, is looking for his sister. Uh, he goes and tries to find her at a brothel that he had um, word that she might have been at or worked at. Um, some guards that were there come out um, and want to harass him. And uh, they get into a fight. He ends up killing both of the guards. and. Um, now he is running um, from what appears to be uh, the Imperials uh, coming to find out who he's at. They, you know, they put out bulletins saying that he's wanted, and um, you know, the we see scenes where the the Imperial uh, guard and everything like that is um, investigating and trying to find out um, who this person was. So we come back to this episode. And uh, we're, 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 we start on Canari again, um, where Cassian, and again, his middle name is Jiren Andor, uh, and they're, they're taking uh, a journey um, to the uh, shipwreck. Um, and we see... Uh, Cassian overlooking the, the big mine. Um, and then we uh, flash back uh, to um, the other planet. Um, and uh, we see a guy um, with the hammers that we've always seen in the trailers where he's um, you know, basically he's the manual version of, uh, the, uh, clock towers, you know, the, the bells in the clock tower. So he's, uh, dinging these things, uh, apparently, um, denoting the time of day or something of sort, you know, end of shift kind of thing, because everybody appears to be, uh, appears to be a heavily, uh, um, you know, working class kind of planet. Um, and we see uh, Pegola is powering down a starship. 
and uh, working on it. Meanwhile, um, Tim and Bix uh, go out for a meal, share a kiss, um, and uh, you know, Bix says she has to go, um, and Tim follows and see the news thing that um, the pre-more authority, uh, which you know, basically the Empire uh, guards is looking for a male canary and questioning um, with contact of corporate, they need to contact corporate security. Um, yeah, and uh, then we see Cassian visiting Marva Andor is what she's called. And we assume that um, that's where his last name came from. Um, and the droid uh, B2 EMO is at the house and they're talking and exchanging greetings. Um, Cassian says he got a, his injury on his face from, from tripping on a cable, um, helping Pegla. Uh, and he claims he was out on a, uh, you know, drinking binge with Brasso. Uh, And uh, Marva tells BT EMO that to read it, and it's a uh, the the bulletin saying that uh, authorities are looking for someone from Canary. Um, and Marva asks Cassian, um, who is born on who who knows that he's born for, on Canary, and. Uh, and she reminds him that she he needs to remain the cover story that he was born on Fest. Um, and uh, Cassian kind of admits that he's the one that told him, um, and she scolds him for um, doing that. Um, and uh, the droid B2 uh, informs Cassian that Bix has been trying to contact him. Um, and before he can say anything, the, the droid powers down, um, probably because he's been lying too much. Um, Marva and Cassian discuss, uh, more about, um, Cassian messing up and, you know, telling, uh, the wrong people. Um, later we see Cassian meet up with Bix and tells her about the incident um, you know, what happened and, you know, the whole story. Uh, Verlo, Skiff, and Travis Deezer are the two um, men that he was, he killed on more, more than one. Um, and uh, Cassian wants um, Bix to contact someone to sell um, a piece of technology in return for him getting off, off the planet. Bix tells him that the, the buyer is coming the following day and that um, it will be too late to call it off for now. Um, and we see Tim watching in the background, kind of you know, maybe hearing or not. He's just, he's jealous basically of, of Bix and, and Cassian. Um, and Bix 
uh, tells Cassian it's time for him to leave, um, you know, because she doesn't want Tim getting jealous. Uh, and we see uh, Tim going through a uh, a uh, hallway or whatever, um, uh, an alleyway, um, and he finds a communication terminal. Um, and uh, he calls the the Primora authority and submits a tip. Um, and we see the team uh, checks uh, Cassian's records and finds that he committed several crimes, including destruction of imperial property and assault of an imperial officer. Um, the deputy inspector Cyril inquires about their progress and is very frustrated with them not finding anything. Um, but they, they do come up with an, with an image or, um, of, of Cassian, uh, a 3d hologram image. Um, uh, later that night, uh, Tim, uh, meets up with, with Bix and, uh, She had they they head to bed and uh, undress and uh, you know we assume there's um, sex that happens. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, talk online about uh, this is the first Star Wars um, show that has ever um, hinted about sex. Um. And uh, the it says here, meanwhile, Kern is visited by Sergeant Linus uh, Mosk, who has reported for duty at midnight. And uh, Karin tells him they have a dangerous suspect. Uh, Mosk thinks they will need about 12. Um, people are 12 uh, troops to execute a, a warrant or a search. Um, they've tracked down, I guess, Cassian where he is at um, based on the, uh, the tip that Tim gave him. Um, and uh, they they need that many people uh because they need to show strength and show that um you know they're a force not to be reckoned with um at least on this planet uh and meanwhile we uh go back and we see marva at home um and or uh, attains a a transmitter from a derelict wheeled vehicle while holding his blaster pistol. He experiences a flashback to Canary again, and they they the tribe is advancing on the wreckage. Um, uh, 
and we see um, back on Krennic, we see uh, a worker beating on some metal. Um, Bix wakes from sleep, and Tim has been sleepless all night because he's been, you know, thinking in his head too much, uh, worrying about stuff. Um, she asks Bix if or Tim if he can open up the yard for him because she has a few errands to run. Um, and we see uh, Cassian talking to B2 about um, comms and stuff. And, and you know, he, he needs to find comms and what they're for and why he needs them. Um, and uh, he asked the droid asks about the location of um, Marva's credits. And And or, or Cassian says they don't need anyone to help find it. Uh, tries to avi- advise the droid tries to advise Cassian. And meanwhile, we, um, you know, Cassian tells the droid he better hurry up and get back before he's noticed missing. So we switch to a scene where Marva's looking for B2. And while searching um, Cassian's room, she finds uh, an improvised staff from uh, Cassian's childhood, you know, from the (coughs) flashbacks. And we see uh, the we we flash back now to the planet and we see um, the Canari female leader approaching the wreckage. She checks a body falling on the ground, um, and a me- and another member approaches the ship's docking ring. Uh. And we see another member of the crew of the uh, ship that's crashed right at the entrance. Um, they have uh, separate symbols on their on their suits. <clears throat> One of the members stirs and shoots at the female with the blaster, and the tribe retaliates by firing their their uh, their their blow dart. Um, Adam and um, they shoot looks like dozens of uh, these darts at this guy we assume maybe they have poison in them or something we don't know um, and uh, this that guy with the blaster evidently has shot and killed the uh, the uh, leader um, and they all kind of gather up they're all uh, you know upset so they're all kind of gather up and leave um, but Cassian appears to stick behind, and he uh, goes inside the ship and is investigating the ship. Uh, back in, in the present, we see uh, a few aliens arguing about a transport. Um, Cassian visits uh, one named Xanawan, and he's searching for a planet uh called Canari, which was abandoned by the mines Imperial mining disaster. 
the planet's considered toxic and travel is permitted by the Empire. Um, and Xanowen also tells Cassian that the enforcement authorities are looking for someone from Canari and asks what he can do for Cassian. Cassian requires, inquires about the cost of traveling to Tassar. Xanowen says that that will cost about 900 credits through the short notice and secrecy. Andoraid convinces him to settle for 700 credits. And then we see um, a pre-more security ship traveling uh, through hyperspace. Uh, and, and Sergeant Mosk is briefing the, the troops. And we see um, the, the assistant inspector also gives a little speech as well. They are warning that this guy is dangerous. Uh, you know, he's killed two people already. They plan to uh, ambush him um, by surrounding him, um, and you know, with a pincher move is what they call it. But that's kind of a a move where they they go to one section and kind of force him to the rest of the uh, troops in in two other sections. So they're going to kind of surround him basically, so he can't get out, which is always what we see. Um, authorities kind of do. Um, meanwhile, we see um, a guy that's on a a hover bus along with our uh, our uh, supposedly buyer. That we that Cassian's going to meet later, um, and he begins to chat with um, this gentleman on the bus, talking about you know fees and um, authorities and you know how much it costs and all this stuff. Um, you know when he was younger, uh, working at the propulsion industry, uh, Rael can doesn't really want to talk to him about much, but he, uh, you know, he doesn't ignore the guy. Um, and the passenger says, you know, anything worth finding can be found here, which is kind of probably the motto with the, uh, you know, uh, salvage kind of stuff. Um, and uh, we get on with that and we see it, it flying over a settlement. Uh, in Ferrix, and I believe we get some credits not long after that. Let's just make sure that's the end there. And uh, I'm gonna play this thing. Which one? This one. Are you planning your next trip to Tatooine? Well, come on down to Pelly's Modern Repair Shop, where our droids will spruce up your wagon. We'll service just about anything from Starfighter Corellian Y1300 Freighter to a Vespa hovering scooter. If we don't have the part, we can get it. If you qualify for our special program, we'll provide you with any parts our Jawas can get. Well, that's right. Come on down to Pelly's Modern Repair Shop, where we can store fuel and upgrade your vessel. We're located at Tatooine's Moss Eisley Spaceport, Hangar 35.
Hangar 35, that's right. Um, my heard what I've heard about that is they they can repair anything you bring in. They're pretty uh, talented and um you know, for the right price, you can get just about any part you need, um, even if it's a, a rare part. Uh, so you just got to be careful. Sometimes they're trying to sell you the same part that you already own. So just be careful. Uh, but they're very reliable. Anyway, so that was the end of the episode. We see, we kind of see um, this, this Raphael guy uh, coming in on the transport and landing. Uh, on, on Ferric, and uh, you know that that ends the episode. So, you know, my question is: is uh, you know what what's the deal with the ship, the the vessel that crashed on Canary back in the past? You know, is that is that really what caused the disaster, or is it the mining that caused the disaster? So we want to uh, want to hear everything you know you can think about about that. You know, in our with feedback. 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 Yeah, so that's the question, uh, you know, is that something that was released in, from that ship when it crashed is what caused the devastation of the entire planet, uh, Canary, not really a mining accident. Um, so feedback can be had by many ways. We talk about this every time, but we really, really need your feedback because that's another completely different element of the show that we'd uh, enjoy having. Uh, more of. So on the uh, left-hand side of the website, we have several ways that you can provide us feedback. One is a link that's directly for feedback, um, and you uh, will submit uh, a name you want us to call you by, and then your feedback. Those are the only two items that we ever get from you. We don't get your IP address. We don't get any email address, none of that information. Um, if you are filling out a long feedback, and let's say you get a phone call, there is an option where you can log in and save your feedback so you can come back to it later. Um, but that's the only time you need to log in. There's no need to log in to submit feedback. All you have to do is, like I said, provide a name for us to call you by and your feedback, and we will uh, have it on the show and we'll talk about it. Um, the other way is through the question of the week, you know, uh, our question of this week, uh, did the ship crashing cause the, the devastation of the planet Canary? Um, and I believe, you know, that's kind of what we're supposed to believe, but we've been fed a story from the empire that it was a mining accident, which is not necessarily true. So when you answer, um, or vote on our question, um, there's a comment section there that you can comment on after you voted. Um, you can also go to our YouTube channel where we have video of this podcast, uh, and you can comment there. Um, 
And those are the, the two main places. You can also send us email at feedback.kylejohansson.us, and that'll uh, come to us as well. Um, that's pretty much the same method that we get the uh, from the form you fill out on the website is it, it sends them an email with your feedback information. Um, so please, yeah, check out the website. There's lots of neat features there that you can uh, take advantage of. One of them is tells you how to get our podcast um, either through your computer or on your device. Um, we also have a Star Wars timeline. We have links that we discuss in the intro about um, different um, sources you can get our podcast from, um, including, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music, um, Deezer, iHeartRadio, uh, YouTube, Spotify, many other places. Um, and many of those places get backed up to other places as well. Um, so there's all that. And then um, we have a section that's fairly new. It's called um, uh, RABR Seasons, which uh, obviously translates to Rebel Alliance Briefing Room Seasons. You can go there and you can um, look through all the different seasons that we've done. And when I say seasons, that is a uh, one season for our show is a grouping of um, shows or a series. So example, Book of Boba Fett, season one is, is the season one. Season two of our show is Bad Batch season one. And on this, this season's page, you'll have links to every episode we did for that season. Um, you can go through and look at the episode. And then if there's video, you can play the video directly from our website um, or click a link and you can uh, listen to it directly there. Season three, we did the prequels, The Phantom Menace, The Clone, Attack of the Clones, The Revenge of the Sith. Uh, season four was the original series, Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. Season five is when Kenobi came out, Obi-Wan Kenobi series. So that's all of season one there. Hopefully there'll be a season two for that show. Um, season six, I called a Star Wars story, and we... Uh, did uh, the Clone Wars movie, um, which is an animated movie um, that was not highly uh, publicized. Then there was a solo movie and Rogue One, um, season seven, Star Wars sequel trilogy, and that includes The Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker. And of course, we're in season eight of our podcast, which is Andor. And uh, Right now, we've got episodes one and two um, in the can, so to speak. And we'll have episode three maybe next week, maybe earlier, uh, later in the week. We'll see. Um, and that, those are different ways you can give us feedback and, and, and interact with our website. Um, so please do that. All right, so um, just to, to kind of wrap this up, I think this has gotten to be an interesting um, episode. It was uh, included a lot more information. There was a lot more action. There was a lot more going on. Um, we got more backstory. So we, uh, 
I think we're getting deep into it, and it's it's becoming a very interesting show. Um, like I said, all these three episodes kind of go together, and they kind of um, tell one story. Um, so, uh, you know, episode three, we're looking forward to that, and we'll be reviewing that shortly. Um, you know, this show is, is definitely different. I think uh, the elements and everything are a lot different than we've seen in any other um, show because. You know, obviously we don't have any uh, flashy droids like C-3PO. There's no, you know, Sith or or Jedi that we've seen so far. We d- we're just seeing regular people that are, you know, down and out and destitute and, you know, just doing whatever they can to, to take care of their families. Uh, so anyway, um, send us your feedback and... Hopefully Scott will be better and we can uh, continue on with him um, with maybe episode three and four. Thank you for listening to the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's HTTPS colon backslash backslash R-A-B-R That's R-A-B-R dot K-A-I L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S. On the left-hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website at rabr.kailejohanse.us. This podcast in no way is approved, sponsored, or owned by Lucasfilms LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. All opinions are solely owned by Kyle and or Scott and in no way express the views or opinions of their past or present employers. Views and opinions are not supported or restricted by Lucasfilms, LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or any or other use of this podcast and its affiliate sites without consent of Super Duper Podcast Network and its host is prohibited. I am Kyle John Hansen, and this is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say goodbye now. Goodbye. Sorry Scott wasn't here today. Uh, like I said, he's under the weather. Um, not feeling well from a couple uh, shots he got uh, for the flu shot and um, possibly COVID again. Uh, you know, Scott is, is a great guy, and he... Uh, has immunocompromised issues, so he uh, tries to get all these um, vaccines so that um, he's protected. And I uh, hope that everybody else is doing the same. Thank you.